Hello and welcome, Joshua. And hello and welcome, bug catchers, to Experience Share. Greetings. It's a Pokemon podcast wherein I, Stanky. Wait. Stanky. That nickname sucks. Like, um, stunk, Stunky? What is it? Stunky. I didn't put together that. I, it it didn't occur to me j- <laughs> until just now stanky. that I gave myself the nickname Stanky. Um, Stunky. And you are Stanky. AKA Ew. Tanner Greenring. And my co host, Fielos. Shellos? Yeah. AKA Joshua Fielstead. Play through every single Pokemon game. Gym by gym, week by week. We are in season four at long last. Yes. And we are playing through the Sinnoh region. It's Pokemon. Pokemon Platinum. Platinum. Yeah, we went we went ahead and skipped Diamond and Pearl this gen. If you want to play Diamond and Pearl, that's fine. It's your prerogative. Just know that you were playing an inferior game. That's right. We are playing the Jesus of Pokemon games. Pokemon Platinum. Yeah, that's right. I think that's where we landed with that metaphor. That's where we all agreed. Yeah. Very um religious season. A lot of uh allegory although giratina is satan and satan is on the box art yeah we've embraced satan so it's a little confusing we've embraced satan all right we are into it okay just want to clarify joshua and i have embraced satan but i suspect all of you knew that what with all the fur affinity checks we've been doing for the last four seasons boy as much as i've tried to kill it I'm going to embrace it <laughs> you at, told with the me, theme of the you season. You told me earlier tonight that you commissioned Matt Schiltz to do a Fur Affinity theme song. Yeah, and I was going to announce this when, if and when, when it is triggered, that I just have decided it with the spirit of this season, we're embracing Satan. I'm going to embrace Fur Affinity check. I can't get rid of it. It's a so horny season. Enshrine it. Let's enshrine it. And it's, it's going to be a real season. thing. And our composer, Matt Schultz, has created a beautiful uh, track to embody it. We're embracing Vice this season. I will say, Sinnoh so far, I would not want to be in your position with having the barfs because this is a pretty attractive region. Oh, I... Pokemon-wise. Strongly disagree. I had a hard time choosing between two different barf Pokemon this week. There was really only one, maybe two, that I was, like, pretty disgusted by, and I'm curious... One of them is extremely obvious. B, I think one of them is on your team, actually. What do you mean? Now that I'm looking at this doc. Mm, I'm looking through my doc. The only one I can think of is Machop. I mean, is this a spoiler? If I say who I actually thought might have been your You Make Me Barf that's on your team? Yeah, tell me. Badu? But it's fine. What? What? I got no issue with Badu. What's your it, it, problem with Badu? It looks like it's wearing part of its dead body on itself, and it's got like what do you mean? empty sockets. You you don't know what you're talking about. God, you're so ignorant sometimes. You're so ignorant sometimes. Badu's fine. Those are its hands, dummy. I think the sprite's bad. The anime version is cute those are its hands it's twisting its hands up and they're not like that's why it's a humanoid form dead eyes yeah those are like fingers interesting it's wearing gloves that's how it gets away with being humanoid that's also that was going to be my second question (laughs) it's obviously a bud it's in the name it's a it's a plant and it's got two little stubby appendages and those are its feet so that's bipedal human it's a human yep okay we know what it evolves into some of the horniest Pokemon there are. Oh, yeah. It goes into Ros- Rosalia and uh, Rosarade. Rosarade? Yeah. Rosarade looks like um, Robin. It, yes. Rosarade does look like a Robin. <laughs> Should we just do level check now? Just knock it out of the... We're already talking about all our Pokemon. We're switching things up this season. Let's just do it. Top of the episode level check. Honestly, most of my team hasn't even changed, so. Not in, I have one new teammate. Who do you got? My character's called Steve Human. He's just a dude, and he doesn't have any Pokemon. He just has Buds who's picked up on his epic road trip across Sinnoh. Right. And by Buds, I mean humans. And by humans, I mean humanoid Pokemon. And by humanoid Pokemon, I mean the Bulbapedia definition of humanoid Pokemon, which is... Pretty lax um, standards over there. Uh, tailless... No Jimmy Wales kind of an operation. What is it? I mean. It's bipedal tailless form Pokemon. Yeah. So just my buds. 
And, it, you know, whether they have scales or multiple arms or... Some people have scales. Quit being so normal, Vines. That's all fine, as long as they have two legs and no tail. Yep. Okay. So, we've got Ms. Dunn. Ever. You know her. You love her. Yeah. Cadabra. I do love her. Level 19. She made it. She made it. Cadaver with that big abdomen is pretty confusing, but... Some people have big abdomens, John. I got kind of a big <laughs> abdomen. That sticks out of your butt? Mm, my butt sticks a, out a little it, like bit. It's like a yeah. reverse no, abdomen. Dragging a wagon back there, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Schilling, Graveler. Evolved that one, too. Level 25. Do you, can I tell you why I evolved Graveler? Level 25 is so outrageous. I know. Like, already... <laughs> Well, I had to get at the Graveler, and I'll tell you this why. This is what I'm talking about, Buckcatchers, with the I'll tell random you why. battles. I'll tell you why I had to evolve it to Graveler, Josh. Because I didn't have any good Pokemon headed into the gym this week in Yeah, but why Eterna would you evolve City. a rock ground type against a grass I'll why, gym? Josh. I'll tell you why. Because of a little segment called Matchup Mayhem. It's a segment called Matchup Mayhem, which is Tanner is bad at knowing Pokemon types. And what I assumed, I don't know what I was thinking, but I thought like, oh, surely like rock type must be good against grass. God, no. That's like one of the most... A rock could smush I mean, like, that's like the most obvious one. A rock could smush a grass. No, plants subsume rocks. Think about moss. Like... Think about so anyway, I evolved trees. Geodude, Mr. Schilling, Geodude, oh into Graveler, which happens at level 25. So I ground it out. I was like, okay, let's get this thing to level Literally. 25. And then I go into oh, fucking sorry. the gym at the end of this episode, and fucking Roserade one hits one it. Hit? Yeah, of course. <laughs> it sucked. Yeah. Anyway, Mr. Schilling, Graveler, level 25. Mr. Overhill, Machop, level 20. All right. Mr. Hilliard. Piplup, level 15, abandoning that friend. He <laughs> is too randy. He's too randy. He can't hang. He can't control himself. Yeah, and we're we're just going to leave him on the roadside. Well. As soon as I am able to catch a Pokemon that fits on my team, Mr. Hilliard's gone. Mr. Morel, Cricketot, level 22. Jesus. Not excited about Cricketot either, but I needed <laughs> it. How'd you even get it to level 22? I got a Cricketot and it can barely live. In the gym, mostly. But it doesn't it only have fucking, uh, what is it? Um, bug bite. Bug bite? Yeah. Bug bite? It's got three moves. <laughs> Growl, bide, and bug bite. <laughs> bug bite's not even good. <laughs> and then I've got Ms. Applebaum, my new character, my new friend, uh, who's Budu. Level 22. I sort of regret my statement about Budu earlier. I, now that I've seen the illustrations, I like it. I just do not like the sprite in Diamond Pearl Platinum. It looks... The the arms, once you explain that it's the arms, it made sense. But it looks like it's like desiccated eyes yep. in the sprite. Uh, tell me a little bit about Breeder's team. Bree Van Der. She had a couple of exciting developments this week. Uh new Pokemon that she has acquired for her menagerie, but mostly just really grooming some exceptional talent Yuck. in her team. And Brie Vander is... I would like to groom some of, <laughs> of her exceptional talent. I think one of them in particular. Brie Vander is aspiring to be the... She wants to be the very best Pokemon breeder. Like, no one ever was. Yep. Leading the pack is Simba, who is now a Luxio. Luxio! Luxio! Thank God we have that. And that's a Night at the Roxbury reference for those of you who are tuning in for the first time to this yeah. season. What, who and was Night it at the last Roxbury's canon. Celio. Celio! <laughs> yes. And that's a reference to uh, when Steve and Doug Butavi are telling the story when they met Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Emilio! And, and they were like, Emilio! Yeah, just watch the movie. It's God. it's a prereq for this podcast. You it's have to watch the, Night at the Roxbury before part of the literature. You can listen to this podcast, and it's like eighty minutes. Who yeah. cares? You'll you breeze know. through it. Simba Luxio level twenty. That's an evolution. I, I I recognize that, and I think Luxio is a handsome Pokemon, and I'm jealous that you get this handsome Pokemon on your team. Does it have a third one? Luxray. Yeah, Luxray. Right. 
level 30 it's gonna be a bit what a good line jesus what a good line it's really fetching into it good stats too fearsome and electric which you always like own me with electric electric or psychic but electric's probably my favorite it's your type if if pokemon were real life if pokemon were real life you would be an electric trainer they are hard hitting and they just fucking get the job done yeah and they usually look fucking cool as hell too yeah uh simba theoretically is gonna make it until the end i'll announce that now silver staravia level 23 Mm, got her up too yeah Handsome. Staravia's got the, like, alfalfa hair. As I stated last week. For feathers. I think uh, is fine, but I'm, I'm really waiting for Staraptor. Listen, buddy, we are. Hey, call me when it's Staraptor. <laughs> Not for 11 more levels. Jiminy, Cricketune, still here, level four- 15. <laughs> okay, giving up. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Cricketune, great. I, I wish I had covered this. I we got. I think we got sidetracked by Shinx, which how could you not? Cricketune's battle cry is just lovely. Is it? I I obviously haven't heard it. Oh, pull pull it up right now. Okay. It's a little chaotic. I mean, because it's like a cricket, but then it closes with like a beautiful, like symphonic, like. <laughs> the top video result is I put Cricketune's battle cry on loop. <laughs> great. That's what it's doing. <laughs> it's really good. It is pretty good. And I saw a tweet earlier on um Sinnoh Shitpost at Sinnoh Shitpost. Mm-hmm. Great Twitter account that I'm sure we'll be referencing all the time. Yep. And the caption is, if your dick made a sound every time you got hard, what would you want the sound to be? And then it's that. Yeah. And I think that's right. I would want it to be uh, Pidgey. I think it was Pidgey. <laughs> I think I would want it to be Pidgey uh, scream. Pidgeotto. Pidgeotto yeah. scream from the anime. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at Sino shitposts. I'm excited to follow this. It's a really good now. account. Yeah. All right, and then we have uh, Scrooge, Scrooge McSyduck, level twenty. Mm-hmm. Still curious to hear your justification on Psyduck being an exotic pet. Psyduck is not what my clients will be acquiring, but I am raising it and grooming it into a Golduck, and that is what they want for its precious gem and what they do. So you with didn't the precious use gem. the Psyduck in a battle this week. Uh, I'm not abiding by that rule. Okay. Brie Vander does not do that rule because she raises her Pokemon so that they are ready for whatever battle ready. Their right. interested buyers will do with them, which includes battling. I don't know if you want a Golduck battle ready because you don't want it to put up a fight when you come to claim its little gem. Yeah, but in order to get the gem, you need it. And and again, Brie does not know nor does she ask because it would be uncouth. Yeah. What happens to the Pokemon after she sells them? She's just following orders. We're, we're all slaves to the almighty Poke Dollar. She's an anarcho, anarcho-capitalist. Yeah. Just to be clear, we know Bree's politics, anarcho-capitalist. Yeah. Steve, human, middle-of-the-road centrist. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. No strong opinions about much of anything. You know, he's just trying to have a beer and like kick back and talk about the, you know, the, the what's happening at the game corner and the. He votes, but like, you know, he doesn't research anything. He just kind of goes along with whatever seems like everyone else is doing. Right. So, it's our character's politics. Yeah. You got two more guys. Yeah. Yep. Bonzo is now a Monferno. Cool. Level twenty-two. Fire baboon. Yeah, it's got flame wheel now, which has been pretty fun. Torched gardenia's gym i'm sure <laughs> i mean it was a joke and I, I i would say like i i don't we're not drastically out of sync with each other but the reason that i don't have higher level pokemon is that it was just a joke like monferno it was a one-hit ko for everyone yeah i'm sure in that gym and then i was like oh i don't care i'll tell you this <laughs> we have, we're gonna talk about the gym a little bit later but i got down to like four hit points on my last pokemon i imagine i had a battle like that which we will also talk about um, unexpectedly. And then, all right, <clears throat> here we go. The last 
and new member of Bree Vander's menagerie is mm-hmm. Lola Bunny, Buneary, level 19. Do we want to talk about this now? I think it's unavoidable, and Lola Bunny is the sexy rabbit in Space and I, Jam. I'm, I'm curious why you've decided to invoke one of the horniest, sexiest animated characters there is, Lola Bunny, <laughs> for what will inevitably be what is, I've discovered this week, one of the horniest and sexiest Pokemon I've ever seen. And it's a segment called For Affinity Check. Here's the music. Here's the music. It's got its own theme now. Thanks, Matt Schultz. Look at what you've done. So, Steve Human is only interested in hanging with other humans. So when I encounter a wild Pokemon while I'm playing the game, Josh... If it's not already your buddy, you mean? Yeah, I need to scramble to Bulbapedia to see if the Pokemon or any of its evolutionary line qualifies as human. Right. So while I was wandering through Eternaforest this week, yeah. I encountered a Pokemon called Baneri, which is this ugly little bunny. It's like just very obviously a bunny. And it but it's... Look at, listen to its name. It's just humanoid enough that I was like, what's what's happening here? Can I catch a Baneri? What is it evolving <laughs> It's got two to? legs. <laughs> yeah. And See, then, humans into anything with two legs. Went to Bulbapedia, looked up Buneary, not humanoid. It's animal. God. It's got the little lizard icon. Fucking fascinating. And then I saw that it had an evolution called Lopunny. Mm-hmm. Clicked on that link. Wow. And had to excuse myself. <laughs> and, I'll uh, be in my bunk, as they say. <laughs> sorry. Sorry to new listeners that we're invoking this in the second episode, but... <laughs> Fur Affinity Check is a segment that we don't, I don't love, but I, I, I'm steering into it at this point. We're four seasons into this damn thing. Yeah. Fur Affinity Check is where we just, we talk about, we, we honor, we, we're a sex positive podcast. Yeah. We talk about what other Pokemon fans happen to think about a Pokemon that potentially looks sexually provocative. And us, and us. Don't, don't put this on them. Don't you dare put this on the Pokemon fans. Not by low punny, but... I've been there. I've been there. Yeah. I Googled low punny. And well, so we're also kind of bucking the trend already with the new segment and with fancy new segment music because there's no need to go to Fur Affinity for low punny. Oh, no. Because if you just Google good old fashioned Google low punny Pokemon, wow. they are ready to give you some of the horniest images. I see it spiraling on the fourth image. I've got one in the <laughs> top row. Oh, yeah. Top row. Fourth image in the top a row your meme Low Punny Where Low Punny is just, and it's, her butt is all out, and she wants you to see it. Yeah, I, well, we're looking at the same thing. Yeah, Low Punny is... Like, it, is, it looks like what a cheerleader as a Pokemon yeah. would look like. A female cheerleader. This is, and this is the whole point of for Affinity Check, and it always has been, and I will remind you of this, Bug Catchers. It's not me, or Josh, or me, or Josh who are horny about these Pokemon. <laughs> it's Pokemon. Pokemon is an inherently they sexual game. It. Yeah, They made this. Look at how sexy this well, Pokemon look is. At, it's got pom-poms and like <laughs> long legs, thick thighs. Come on. They, they are, knew what they were they doing. baiting us. And imagine you're a 13-year-old boy. Or girl. Or girl. And you see this thing. Or non-binary. <laughs> Hachi, or non-binary and, and attracted to... You know, sexual bunnies. Oh, furry. I mean, you could just be fucking... You're figuring out that maybe you have a little bit of attraction toward this, and that's fine. I swear to God, Josh, it, if it I had seen Low Punny when I was 13, oh. I don't know where I'd be at right You'd now in my totally life. would be a different person. We wouldn't be recording this right now. We couldn't. I mean... Legally. It, maybe I would be recording this podcast with someone else, but we would be looking at your art on fur affinity yeah as fur affinity admin tanner i would have and i'd probably be fucking rich because i think a lot of furry <laughs> artists are loaded and every, every time i see these images i'm like don't you know uh, everybody needs Maybe? an artistic outlet yeah but i'm like don't how do they have time for this and then i'm like well i sink fucking lord knows how many hours <laughs> a week into playing pokemon yeah. why not illustrate pokemon in um Interesting positions. I'm going to be very interested, Joshua, in tracking the progress of your Buneary Lola Bunny Lola this season. Bunny. 
I have a vested interest. I obviously I wouldn't have even had it in my team if I didn't have a better option. This was the best option from this leg in terms of Pokemon that Brevander can and is interested in collecting. Yeah. I don't know how long it'll make it, but honestly, it was fine. I mean, it's a normal type. It's got oh, decent it's stats. <laughs> um, lo- but Lopunny is a also a friendship evolution. evolution. Yeah, that's tricky. Is it It's just normal monotype? Yeah, it's just normal. That's not great it gets some fighting moves and mega low punny which we don't have unfortunately in this gen is normal fighting yeah but it's straight up normal it, yeah I, I don't love normal yeah it's not very fun especially because i already have staravia which is normal flying and if any normal anything is going to make it it's going to be staraptor ultimately right based on my experience so far well, I hope you at least get it to low punny. I, I'm going to try to do it just for you. Thank you. And, I, you know, Brie Vander is looking for clients. If you want to take that Ooh. low punny off my hands. Interesting. Interesting thought. I'll have to talk yeah. to the missus. Oh, Steve Human is uh, is taken. Yeah, married. Interesting. Oh, interesting. Okay. He's sort of like a middle-aged dad, you know? Kind of midlife crisis. Will we be meeting Mrs. Steve Human? Uh, she's back at home taking care of the kids. Okay, so it's very gendered over there in the human household. She sort of gave gave him a hall pass and was like, go and <laughs> sow your wild oats. So Jeez. he's just picking up his buddies, going on an epic road trip across the... Tra- traditional human, human household over there. That's pretty normative of you to say. Uh, the human, what, like, what does traditional even mean? Capital H, you know, yeah. the, the human household. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and that's Joshua. For that's our check and level check. That's our yeah. That's everything. What else we yeah. do in there? We did another one too. What was it? Um, oh, uh, matchup mayhem. Oh yeah, it was three segments in one. Wow. And we might even have new. We might even have the matchup mayhem music in time. Uh, Could do for this episode. We definitely we'll should have it because I'm still bad at Pokemon. Oh, uh, I I commissioned it despite everything with that foresight. I was like, I think Tanner's going to continue having problems with the types so i'm gonna just get uh commission this and it's based on the um dragon's den and power plant music which is very like like insane chaotic yeah exactly all right joshua we should probably talk about our journey this week yeah we'll just talk about it we started in orboro yeah and then we made our way back to Jubilee City. Yeah, you have no choice but to head back. And I would love to hear about your journey back to Jubilee City. Uh-huh. And after this break. Yeah. Welcome back, bug catchers. Welcome back, Joshua. It's Experience Share Pokemon Podcast, and we have just returned from break. We're back. I had to go to my bunk, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, Got a little too randy. I went upstairs to go to the bathroom and grab another wine. Oh, wowing. And Jamie was sitting on the couch. And she said, I heard you talking about sexy Pokemon. (laughs) I said, yeah, Google low punny. And she did. And she was like, why does it have a belly button? Great question. I kept saying Hachi Machi over and over again. And she (laughs) seemed to get upset and jealous. So I had to come back down here. I think low punny is is threatening our marriage. Oh, and it's not the first time, and it won't be the last time. Yeah, we are on our journey. We we started our journey in uh, Orboro, as I said, and we make our way back to Juba Life City because now we have access to HM. And we're calling it Orboro as a joke. I do want to make sure that it's clear. I was saying that because Edinburgh is spelled B-U-R-G-H. Yes, we get it, Joshua. You're an Anglophile. You love everything about the British Isles. It's commenting on how everyone talks about how we don't know how to pronounce everything. It's like, how could you know? How could you know? So we make our way back from Orboro (laughs) to Jubilife City uh, because now we have Rock Smash, the HM. Well, we've always had it, but now we can use it outside of battle. Right. So we can make our way north from Jubilife along the ravaged path. So we first we have to find our way back to Jubilife. And I'll remind you, Jubilife is the propaganda center of Sinnoh. It's where the clowns tempted us with their riddles. It's where Poketch is. It's where Poketch. You want to talk about Poketch real quick? Yeah, I think we should. Did you pick up the new app? I did. I picked up a couple of apps. What the fuck? And they picked up Notepad. Did you not get Friendship Checker? 
No, what? Oh my god. Friendship, Where's Friendship Checker? Friendship Checker, as far as I'm concerned, lifted Pokech's stock significantly. Oh, that's how I feel about Notepad. Yeah. Because I can use it to menace you. Yeah, I did not really care for the Drawsome app that it has, uh, which I learned about because Tanner sent me a very inappropriate message using it. What did it say? Josh is a fart. <laughs> Got him. Just sent me an, uh, a text out of nowhere with that on the Pokech technology. So it's used. It's a, a yet another platform being used for hate. <laughs> <laughs> we should deplatform Steve Human. <laughs> yeah, Steve Human needs to be deplatformed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we know he's a middle of the road centrist. He would never yeah. have. He would never rock the boat. Yeah, but that always means he could take a turn in the oh, wrong direction at any moment. <laughs> prime to be radicalized. Mm-hmm. He just needs like a pillow salesman to say the right things, and he is <laughs> off to the races. So we're gonna be. That's gonna be a subplot, I guess, in season four. We're gonna have to make sure that Steve Human doesn't get radicalized. I'll also say this: it's the night before inauguration that we're recording this. Uh, these jokes might not be as fun. We're gonna cut this whole twenty-four section, hours from now, depending on how it goes. We'll see. Yeah, you you get this draw app. I got the draw app, and I, I'm loving it. Although it resets every time you start restart your and game. how do they not call it the Poke Sketch? By the way, it's Poke Etch Company Poke Sketch. Yeah, come on, uh, come on. That's a demerit. Or the ad wizards behind this one. Need some marketing support over there. Yeah. Poke Etch. But you got another new app. Yeah, you get like. Friendship Checker. Again, this is because you don't talk to people. Some woman gives it to you in the Pokemon Center in Eterna City. Oh, yeah. I don't talk to people in the Pokemon Center. Certainly not. Because they're, they're useless. 99% of the time, they're, they don't have anything to offer you. Friendship Checker is the best app so far from Pokatch Company, as far as I'm concerned. Describe its functionality to me. It allows you to tell how much friendship your Pokemon have developed with you. That's so useful. God, I'm really looking forward to going and it's grabbing that app. like a brilliant invention, actually, for any of these friendship evolutions. Oh, wait, is it friendship or happiness? They're the same thing. Until now, that has been a mechanic, but it's it's impenetrable. It's it's opaque. You can't tell where the happiness level is of your Pokemon. Except like every now and then there's like some NPC in some city that's like will tell you. But like in obscure terms. They'll be like, Your Pokemon is somewhat happy. He won't like give you a number. Does this give you a number? No, it it still doesn't do that. It gives you hearts, sizes of hearts, but you can Google it. One big heart and one smaller heart, this equals range 150 to 200 happiness or friendship. Yeah. So, Pokech got an upgrade from me this week. It's still in third, but I'm liking I'm liking what I'm seeing, and this is early in the journey. So, we've got six apps now, I think. Yeah. Once well, you get the it, friendship checker. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Jubilife, the only other thing is that you encounter Team Galactic for the first time. Yeah. And they're ganging up on Professor Rowan because Rowan and Lucas have a theory that when Pokemon evolve, they release energy. Okay. And Team Galactic. I said wants yeah a couple times, but it turns out I have no idea what you're talking about. This happened this leg? Yeah. I don't remember this. Well, you got to slow down the, the A slamming every once in a while. Yeah. They're, they're, I feel like I would have remembered a cutscene. Well, anyway, they, they want to know the secrets behind this theory because Team Galactic is hellbent on getting as much energy as possible, and then you have to dispense with a couple of those grunts along with Lucas or Dawn. You you team up with Yes, them. yes, You yes, have a double yes, battle. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Double do battles are the that. theme of this whole leg, I didn't actually. remember the context for it. Yeah, there's a whole double battle thing happening this leg. But there's another thing that happens in, in Jubilife City 2, which is the introduction of what I assume is beauty contests. Oh, yeah, the contest equivalent, yeah. Because, like, you you go into the Jubilife TV studio, walk around a little bit, you get to, like, the third floor, and some guy's like, oh, hey, did you know that you can do beauty, con like, fashion shows with your Pokemon? And he gives you a mask, like Majora's mask, that matches, I suspect, matches your starter Pokemon. Yeah. Because I got Piplup. Yeah, I got Chimchar. Can I say this? Absolutely no idea what I'm supposed to do with this. (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, I opened it up and I was like, oh, cool, Piplup mask. I'm going to wear that. And it was like, 
Professor Rowan reminds you, there's a time and place for everything, trainer. And it's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Thing? Yeah, the Jubilife TV crew, like, they give you this fashion case, is what it's called. Yeah. Including the mask. And you can go into Jubilife TV to, like, I tr- went in there to try to figure it out. And I'll also say, I, I didn't say this, but I have not played this gen all the way through. It came out when I was in college, and I didn't play any Pokemon oh, and during that. Oh, you're too cool, like, doing drugs and having casual sex. Uh, drinking Four Locos, and I was still playing Civilization. Uh, I just <laughs> didn't play Pokemon. Civilization 4. So yeah. I, I'm not familiar with this mechanic. I don't love contests, but you can't do the, like, costume contest or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't I couldn't do anything, so I just abandoned it. And I probably I, you know what? To be honest, I'll probably never go back. I'm gonna try. It's up Brevander's alley. So we made our way through Jubilife City and we make our way north now that we have Rock Smash through the Ravaged Path. Yeah. Which is this cave. It's just a cave. Yeah, a couple of trainers. You pop out on the other side and you are greeted with rolling bucolic hills covered in beautiful flowers. Oh my god. Talk about tulip mania. <laughs> the Floromans certainly went through a phase like tulip mania. You've, you've given them a, a name. <laughs> yeah. The Flor- what'd you call them? Floromans. It'd probably be Florod- Floromians, because it's like Floridians. But it's got Roma there, too, and that could just be Roman. That's why it's confusing. The Floromans. Yeah, it's confusing. In any case, they use these flowers as currency, and they're all addicted to honey. I think that's clear. Well, so first of all, this is a beautiful area. It's all flowers. It's all very handsome. And they sway in the breeze. Yep. Festive music. Very chill. Good use of the DS tech here. Really feel the the extra bits that you got here. Yeah. Everyone here is, is into flowers. Everyone here is into their special honey. Have you read that Ito, Junji Ito comic? No. Okay. Do you know who Junji Ito is? No, I have absolutely no idea what's happening. He's a horror manga con- artist. He does horror mangas. Okay. Some of his images are so like iconic that they've kind of percolated up to pop culture. There's one with a woman who has like a big spiral on her head and like her eyes are sinking into her head. Okay. Anyway, he did a comic about honey that's so delicious that it compels you to eat it. And, but when you eat it, your head explodes. That's definitely what's happening here. So, and that's kind of what everyone here in Florama is like, is they just, they want to <laughs> eat this. Florama. <laughs> they want to eat this honey so bad and they want Yama, you to have the honey and they give you an unlimited supply of honey that you can slather on honey trees. To collect bugs. I like it. I love a closed loop. Okay. You know? You like having this little thing you can come check up on in a 12 yes. hours or whatever? And here's what I wrote in our notes. Yes, King, force me to come and check in on the game every 24 hours. It's like 10 years before they the iOS mechanics figured it out, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, here's a reason you have Candy to come. Candy Crush precursor. And you can't even game the clock. I looked it up. You can't game the clock. It doesn't matter if you change the clock on your DS. It still won't work. It's a timer. So the thing is, they give you honey, and you have to slather it on these yellow trees that you'll encounter every now and then. And when you do that, between 6 and 24 hours later, the tree will shake, and you can go and approach it and knock a Pokemon out of it and battle it and catch it. Yeah. And they're rare Pokemon, or have the potential to be rare Pokemon. Right. So you have to come back within 24 hours every time if you want to, like, get your rare Pokemon, which I do because Munchlax is in one of these trees. Oh. My friend. Yeah, your your pal, Munchlax. My buddy Munchlax is in one of these trees on Route 204. That makes sense. Yeah. So I got to get one of these things, right? So I'm, I got to check in later tonight. Bree Van Der had some traps set there. They start off ugly, but they get quite exceptional. The bugs. It's such a cheap, but such an effective mechanic, and I love a timer-based mechanic. Yeah. I love it. Bring me back, baby. Bring me back. I'm like a 23-year-old woman on Instagram. Take me back. Hashtag take me back. <laughs> Posting, like, th- photos from her Spain vacation that she went on, like, three months ago. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Take me back. And it's it's just Steve Human, a backdrop of 
a honey tree <laughs> in Floroma Town. That's me. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the new mechanic. It's interesting. I like it. And then you go into the flower shop here, and they give you a couple berries and a couple. Of, they give you a spray duck pail. Right. The path onward is blocked by a couple of Team Galactic grunts. Yeah. So you have to make your way east. Some girl in the town tells you that they kidnapped her papa. Yep. And that he's at the Valley Windworks, which these grunts confirm. Yep. So you make your way to the Windworks. Yeah. Which is like a wind power facility. There's a bunch of big yeah, wind, wind turbines. turbines. It's cool. It is cool. I The overworld... It's pretty interesting. They have like 3D graphics for the first time, like polygons. Yeah, it's like really coming to life in yeah. this gen. And there's these big wind towers here that are kind of like towering above the screen. I bet if it was in 3D, it would look pretty cool too. Oh, but. yeah. Well, that's why everyone, one of the reasons everyone wants a Sinnoh remake, which I saw today is theoretically actually going to happen this year. We're due. How long has it been since Omega uh, Ruby and Alpha Sapphire? I played that, I think it was five or six years ago. We're due for a remake. It's the next one. It's time. You know what? They probably make it on those Switch, right? Yeah. They um, wouldn't do yeah, a because remake, I've been, remake on 3DS. Because I've been researching the DS situation, and I do think I'm just going to go with the straight-up original DS as well. But Nintendo doesn't even sell them anymore. If you want to buy any DS, you have to buy them from like Amazon, Walmart, eBay. Like Switch is it. Yeah, it's going to be Switch. It's Convergence. Windworks is is cool. It's a cool facility. You you bust in, yeah, and then you fight a bunch of goons. It's pretty straightforward. The boss king boss of Windworks is uh, Commander Mars. Commander Mars, yeah, and she's got a Pokemon that I hated. Uh, I hated a Pokemon that she had as well. The Pokemon I hated is my you make me barf Pokemon of the week. Okay. It's called Per Ugly, and I'm a little worried it's too obvious because they put ugly right in its name, but yeah. Per Ugly is an ugly Pokemon. Tr- like right on the tin. Does what it says on the tin. I don't think it's cute. I, I did debate it a little bit, and then I came to the conclusion, I'm like, yeah, it's not that cute, but I don't think it's barf. They've made it ugly, and I know... It's, br- it's like fucking buff and like tough and a a fucking brawler it's not buff it's not buff it's like stout stout and you love a stout cat i do have a couple of stout cats one in particular potus one uh, more than the other well he's big boned i would call i would call winnie your cat winston robust like powerful well you know he he carries it well (laughs) potus is big yeah, I mean, he's big and also, I mean, he's just literally like three feet long. Like, he's giant. Both your cats are giant. Both your cats are enormous. But, like, Potus and he, is like, he also, like... Like, Jabba the Hutt. Like, he just, like, fucking saunters. I would say plods. Yeah. So, per ugly, ugly Pokemon. So, I guess that's why I, I like... I, I hated per ugly because I had actually a lot of fucking trouble fighting this thing. But I don't. I think its aesthetics are cool. I get uh, no, no. I disagree. That's I think fine. it's ugly. I think they intentionally made a very ugly Pokemon and then Perugly. called it Per Ugly because they wanted you to know it's that a cat it's ugly. And it's ugly. Per yeah, ugly. Very ugly. That thing got me down to literally only my Cricketune, <laughs> <laughs> who's as you can tell, I'm not investing very much in. I was like, I think it's got one hit. I think I can make it. And Cricketune fired off one Rock Smash. I think the Perugly is level 16. Cricketune must have been level, I think it was level 12 at that point. Cricketune can learn Rock Smash? Yeah, Cricketune is, because um, now that we have cut after Eterna Gym, and he can learn that too. HM friend. So Cricketune is becoming my HM friend. I'll tell you who can't learn Rock Smash. Cricketot. Oh, Cricketot. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have the mandibles that I only required. have three moves on that thing. And I was like, I went into the gym. I was like, I should probably teach this thing a fourth move and looked through all my HM and TMs and it couldn't learn a single <laughs> one of them. Yeah, well, too bad you can't get a Cricketune because uh, it saved my ass here and it's my <laughs> HM friend. Uh, it leveled yeah. up almost three times. It got 666 EXP. Uh, and we're embracing Satan this season. Absolutely. And just in case you're a bug catcher who's religious. That's fine. And us embracing Satan puts you off. Um, we mean... 
The Pokemon Satan. Yeah, Giratina. The big Satan. We worship Giratina. Not literal Satan. Yeah. So we save save this lady's daddy. Some like middle manager named Sharon, who apparently in Diamond and Pearl is not introduced this early. Oh, that's funny. Mars and Sharon. Yeah, actually, that is pretty good. Sharon is, is a commander as well. So I guess that's their scheme because they're Team Galactic. Sharon is like, we've already collected enough electricity, so whatever. And then they just leave. Now you got me you got me fucked up, Josh, on Floroma. Because Mars, Roman god. Charon, Roman god. Is that a thing? Is this a thing this season? I guess it could be. Or this game, rather. They usually have some kind of loose theme, like in or when things were named after rocks and minerals, but not all of them. We'll have to keep an eye on that. It might be a Roman mythology game. Yeah. So then we make our way out of Florama Town up Route 205 to Eterna Forest, which is the Viridian Forest of this game. The second you enter Eterna Forest, some woman <laughs> called Cheryl yeah. accosts you. And who is Cheryl? And why do I have to care about her? Um, I think we're never going to see her again after She's this. nice. Oh, I, I assumed, like, they gave her a sprite and they gave her enough personality that I was like, is she the bad guy? <laughs> like, she's a... A fully fleshed out character. The second you uh, you enter Eterna Forest, this woman called Cheryl's like, hey, this place sucks. It's full of Team Galactic bad guys. Will you let me accompany you through the forest? I've got a chancy. I'll keep your Pokemon healed. Yeah, it's a great deal. Yeah. Fucking sold. I did it because there's no viable Pokemon I could catch in Eterna Forest. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Prevendor did it. Uh, but what it does is it turns every battle you do into a double battle including wild pokemon encounters right which obviously makes things tricky for catching pokemon you have to knock one of them out before you can catch the other one but then all the trainers in this area are also double pokemon if you if you walk into the line of a trainer a second trainer will come out and like battle you as well so there's a distinct advantage to taking on cheryl as a teammate rapid battles plus you get free healing it's a good i just i didn't get the point of it is it just to like is it just to introduce you to the concept of double battle? I think so. I mean, like I said, I don't know if Cheryl comes back. I have a feeling she doesn't. I think it's probably a mechanic to just teach you about double battles. They gave her such a robust sprite. She looks like a gym leader. I just assume she has to come back. Maybe she will. But I have no idea. Um, I made pretty quick work of Eterna Forest. It's cool. I like the double battle thing. Got in and out pretty quickly. Because there's always a forest. Yeah. At least they made it a little more interesting here. And it's got like a cool overlay. Yeah, you have like, like it's shadowy. Little like splotches of light that make it through the canopy of the trees, which is cool. Right. I liked it. That's cool. They're they're using the engine. Yeah. Yeah. And then you emerge at the top and you're on the, the north side or, or east side of Route 205, which is just west of... Eternity. Yeah. Not much to do here. There's some fishermen. There's a little plot of grass. And that was where Brie Van Der saw a Pokemon that really caught her eye, but she knew it was too precious to even capture for her menagerie. Oh, uh, okay. And it's what's called... <laughs> I guess that's confusing. It's Joshy Sweetie. Whatever. It's Joshy Sweetie. It's Joshy Sweetie. Yep. Buizel. Talk about Buizel. Buizel. I loved Buizel. How can you not like this thing? I loved Buizel and I looked up its evolutionary line, which I had to because I needed to see if it was human. Unfortunately, I wish one of us could have a floatzel. So cute. It's like a little otter that's got like a swim device on. Yeah. What do you call that? Um, like a flotation device. Yeah. <laughs> really cute. Yeah. It's like a little little otter with like two tails and like some cool blue fins. It's like tails. God. From Sonic. It is like Tails, and maybe that's why I like it, too. That's who I named my son after. Oh, yeah. I I assumed. Miles Tails <laughs> per hour. I assumed. Oh, you knew Tails' full name. <laughs> hey, I we both spent a fair amount of time on Tumblr back in the day. <laughs> I know a lot more about Tails than I care to know or share. <laughs> Talking about for Infinity Check. Jesus Christ. So then we make our way into Turna City, which is right here. Yeah. You may notice as you're making your way through this section, Bug Catchers, that there's a lot of trees, little trees that can be cut down, including all over Eterna City. A lot of the buildings in Eterna City are blocked off. Yeah, shrubs. So there's not much we can do because even though we do acquire HMO1 cut 
in this section, we can't use it out of battle. You just get it from wandering around in the north part of town by the Eterna condominiums from this woman named Cynthia. Another enigmatic character like Cheryl. She's coming back. I know she's a thing. Who are these two? She gives you cut out of the kindness of her heart. But there's not much we can do with it because we can't use it out of battle. So Eterna building, which is where we discover that Team Galactic is holed up, yeah. is inaccessible to us right now. Also, inside of that building is the guy, Rad Rickshaw, who's the cycle shop owner. So we can't rescue him yet, so we can't get a bike. But there is some stuff to do around here. There's apparently this Pokemon Center where you can get the friendship checker, which you got and I didn't. Yep. And then if you spend any time in the city at all, eventually Bad Josh bumps into you again. AKA Ray Perduce. Ray Perduce will thud into you. Like he fucking always does. And then before you can say anything, he'll say, hey, did you know there's a statue in the city? Let's go look at the statue right now, and it'll drag you along. Yeah, to the to look at this statue. ancient statue. And while we're there, here's a new segment that we're enshrining. Oh, boy. We'll workshop the name. Is it going to just be Joshy's Facty? Joshy's Fun Facty? I want you to be able to I use it, Joshy's, too. I love I loved Joshy's Fun Facty, and I'm willing to... I'm willing to Call it Joshy's Fun Facty, even when it's my wow. Fun Facty. What an honor. That's how much I like it. Thank you. And it's Joshy's Fun Facty. And it's got music now. Thanks again, Matt Schiltz. Uh, let's talk about this statue. Apparently, in Diamond and Pearl, the statue has a plate. Keep in mind, I have no idea what this It's a Pokemon, but there's no plate on it. No... Uh, plaque so i have no idea what pokemon it is the statue in platinum is palkia well i don't know what dialga looks like no it's definitely palkia oh, why they just make it giratina they didn't want everyone worshiping yeah, Satan, make it giratina so. uh worship yeah it's like um all those statues in morrowind for the uh daedra yeah there's a man nearby who says that he's like i think there was a plaque here but for a third pokemon but i don't know where it went and like it's implied that giratina used to be honored here as well yeah satan in platinum there's a house you can go to that has two old people in it and the old people are like oh god let me see if i can remember what the plaque said and they can't quite there's memory is spotty but they'll be like i seem to remember it was something about dia and gila and like they have like they know the first three letters of all of these yeah demigod pokemon so the plaque in diamond says the creation of dialga dialga the giver of time. In laughter, there is tears. And likewise, it is with time. The same time flows on. For it is the blessing of Dialga. Okay, so Dialga is the giver of time. Okay. And then in Pearl... Can I catch a Dialga? I would like to. Sounds I think cool. we'll have the opportunity for all three of them in Platinum. Is he humanoid? Uh, no. Okay. Palkia, maybe. That one's bipedal. Dialga is four-footed. Oh, does it have a tail? Shouldn't you already know? Oh, they both have tails. They all have tails. Fuck. Fuck. No way. <laughs> and then Palkia's plate said, The birth of Palkia, the creator of parallel dimensions. Alive, yet not alive. Everything drifts in space to arrive in the same universe. It is the blessing of Palkia. Okay. We don't know what all that means yet. That's a, that's a Joshi's fun fact. That's a little history about Sinnoh. Cut and print. Ship it. Yeah. That's a fun facty. Ship it. It's a facty. That one's not that fun. It's a fun facty. All right. Thank you. I liked it. Right around that ancient statue, there's also what's called the underground man. And it's his house. Oh, the underground man. You go in and this underground man gives you an explorer kit. And this is a segment that we introduced in Mystery Dungeon, but it makes a lot of sense to just have it as a segment whenever we need it. Item Finder. So many new segments in this gen. Give everyone a little taste. Item Finder, I love it. Item Finder. I love it. Explorer kit. It allows you to go to the Sinnoh Underground whenever you're just like outdoors. Yeah. And the Sinnoh Underground is a series of caves. It's like four different quadrants. Up until this point, we have seen these little vents throughout the region. Yeah. And it's been confusing on what they are, but apparently they're vents to the underground because you can just go underground anywhere, anywhere. in Sinnoh. 
And there's like a robust underground network of tunnels. Wait, it's wild. It looks like an ant farm. Yeah, alien ant farm. Annie, are you okay? God, are you okay, no. Annie? You remember that? Uh, yeah, I do remember that one. Are you okay, Annie? <laughs> yeah. That was a good song. It was pretty good. Hell of a music video, too, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I don't remember uh, correctly or incorrectly about the music video, mm-hmm. but it, this Explorer kit, it gives you um, a sledgehammer and a pickaxe and like you can like mine for minerals. I got a couple of like spheres yeah, and you can use them to trade. I went down there. Well, first of all, you like you start to dig and it's like, do you want to connect to internet connectivity and save your game? And it's like, I guess so. What am I getting into? Yeah. But apparently it's this whole like multiplayer scene where you like, can do, like capture the flag. Capture the flag and like I just like Well, it's sort I of irrelevant cuz you know, we're playing I cannot wrap my head around this. 12 years after this came out. Yeah. But it probably was cool back in the day, but it's like turning an ash in Hoenn. Like you need a shitload of spears to get any good items. It's yeah, it's so confusing. And you're down there, and it's like there's a little mini map on your lower screen, which is like this complex maze. And there's little like sparkly things, and you try to go to the sparkly things, but more often than not, they're just traps. And it's like, what does that mean? What am I doing here? Yeah, I guarantee you, I'm never going into the underground again unless the game forces. I might me not to. either. I didn't love any of the items. It was like it's all aesthetics. For the most part. Yeah. You can unearth, like, you know, revives and, like, normal items, but I'm never going to spend enough time to do that. Totally useless. And I don't need fucking binoculars or uh, a Drifloom doll. Back at Windworks, they did promise you once you've driven Team Galactic out of the Windworks, they're like, maybe now the balloon Pokemons will return. It's like, no, thank you. Yeah, I'll shoot them down. I don't want the balloon Pokemon to return. Do you mean Drifloon? Because they're nightmarish, and I don't want that. My Psyduck will shoot him down with his water gun. Not interested. I'll shoot them down with a gun. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Steve Human has a lot of guns. Okay. It's like a gun nut. Okay. Yeah. Really got to steer him a little bit back toward the center, maybe overcorrect. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> constitutional right, Joshua. In Sinnoh? Hey, if all if only the outlaws have gun if we outlaw guns, Joshua, only the outlaws will have guns. Jesus. And how do you feel about that? Where'd you pick that up on like a grandma's Facebook group? <laughs> Parlor. Yeah. Eterna Gym is where we left off. Gardenia, the grass type trainer. Yeah. Kind of a cool gym. You walk in, there's like a big centerpiece, like a garden, like a little planter. And it's got like a clock with like flowers all around it. And every time you beat one of Gardenia's cronies, the clock hands like move so that you can access another crony until you eventually face off with gardenia herself yeah it's cool it was redesigned for platinum apparently oh really in diamond and pearl it just looks like a forest it's cool it's a cool mechanic so it's way better in platinum gardenia joshua Ooh, doggy did she give (laughs) me trouble she's only got three pokemon tell me about it because i had no trouble at all (laughs) what was i don't even remember what her pokemon was um, they were so like trivial or they should have been she's got a turtwig level 20 Cherum, level 20, yep. and a Roserade, level 22. I went in hot and heavy with Graveler in the top slot. Right, your your flawed strategy, the mashup mayhem. Yeah, here's what I managed to do with Graveler, which did benefit me in the end. Throw down a Stealth Rock. Oh, yeah, you did do that. Okay. And then she one-hitted it and killed it. <laughs> yeah. And then I threw in Machop. Ouch. Because Machop was also pretty well-leveled. But Not very effective. Turns out Machop is also weak to... Whatever well, it's just not it very is. effective. To, you can't, like, karate chop a plant. Sure. Uh, uh, sure. It one-hitted my Machop yeah. as well. Ouch. Yeah. Turtwig did. Is it Turtwig? Uh, so then I realized I was I was at odds. So I threw in Kadabra, who I assumed would not be great against it. And it wasn't one-hitted. Ouch. So I was down to just a few Pokemon. Level 15 Piplup was not going to be useful for me. No. A water type Pokemon. <laughs> so that was chaff. <laughs> yeah. Just obliterated. So how'd you get out of this? I managed to get her Turtwig. I managed to get her uh, whatever that fucking Pokemon is. The second one. And this is this is my... Cherum? 
Cherim is my runner-up for You Make Me Barf Welcome of the Week. because I What is it? I just couldn't. It was like looking at a non-Euclidean object. I could not make <laughs> heads or tails of what this was. You know, it's like it doesn't have a face. It doesn't have any recognizable appendages. It's just like sort of a a weird mass. It's like a cocoon. What form. is this thing? What is Cherim? But it, I, don't, I think it's the final form of Cherubi. It's so confusing. That's it. Oh, we but we battled. Why didn't there some make it a cherubi? Because we battled cherubis. Why doesn't it evolve into something else? It looks like it's the cocoon, and then it should turn into something else. It's so confusing. I just like couldn't. I was like, what is this? Oh, it's got a sunshine form when it's sunny out that looks dumb. Oh well, I couldn't. But it's got a face at least. I could not figure out what Sharon was. Got two legs. Are you sure this thing's not? I'm certain. Well, it doesn't have a fucking. It doesn't have a face or anything, Josh. How is it supposed to be a human? Well, when you look at the illustration, it's got a little mouth way at the bottom. Well, I'm not going to look at any illustrations of it. So It's not good anyway. Fuck it. I got through Turtwig, I got through Cherim, and then was facing off against Roserade. And it collated Roserade gave me trouble. It ended up getting down to Roserade v. Badu. Yeah. Krikatak got destroyed at some point in the process. Of course. <laughs> And I had, I all I had left was Budu, who's like not terribly effective. And Budu doesn't have, even have that many good moves. All it had was Mega Drain, which isn't effective against no, Rosary. It was taking slivers oh, off yeah, of Rosary. It's grass on grass. So what I had to do, Josh, this was is a true mashup mayhem here. I had to spend <laughs> many, many turns using growth oh my on God. Budu to raise its special attack to the point that it would no longer do it. It was like, your special attack cannot go any higher. And every, like, third turn, I'm healing with a super potion because it's whittling me down. It's a Roserade. And then I started dropping the Mega Drains because finally Mega Drain, which is a special attack move, was strong enough to, like, do a little bit of damage sure. to Roserade. Yeah. It was, like, two turns doing growths and then a super potion until the point where my special attack was maxed out. And then it was, like... Two turns doing Mega Drain until I had to do a Super Potion. And then eventually I finally beat Roserade. Wow. It was brutal. Well, congrats. Yeah. Getting through the uh, Ring of Fire, mm-hmm. which is what Monferno unleashed on them. Flame Wheel. One hit KO for fucking everyone. I'm sure. <laughs> Literally the exact opposite experience for the two of us this week. Yeah. And I'm sure, I don't, like, this is probably the only time that'll happen, because it's the second gym. It's not like we had a lot of options, you know? Yeah, I think, basically, once you weather the first two gyms most of the, uh, in most of the games, you could pull off everything else. Right. Uh, so that's the leg. Yeah. There's still a little bit of debate around how we're going to do battles this season. How are the polls? We've run a couple of polls, and they've given us, uh... We did a count. Oh, my God. 50-50. And the count. <laughs> What's this? The Senate? The first poll came up in favor of random battles. Yeah. And then we decided to do a recount because it was too close to call. It was 52-48. That's well within the five-point margin. So we did a recount. Polls aren't close. And apparently the recount, which still has a couple days left, is at 50-50. Yeah, it's 50-50 right now. <laughs> so I guess we're going to have to wait and see what happens. But we've decided to battle. Because it is gym two. It is technically the quarter mark because there's only gym eight gyms in this gen. Yeah. So we're going to battle. We've programmed our teams into showdown. And that's going to be what happens next. We will check in if anything notable happens. You know the teams. We told you. So Yep. Top of the app. Go back and listen. But otherwise, we will see you at the end of the first battle. Yeah. And tell you who won. And then we'll we'll proceed to the second. And if there's a need for a third battle, we'll do it. But we'll, uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Burn that bridge. When we get to it. So we will see you in a moment, bug catchers. Quick battle. It was a quick one. It was like this. You made quick work of my team. It's like a flap of uh, Staravia's wings. I felt attack, more specifically. like I had a lot to offer at the very top of the battle. I threw in Graveler. He dropped Stealth Rock. He was mm-hmm. getting into a rollout routine. He one-hitted... Cricketune. Two of your Pokemon pretty quickly. Yeah. Cricketune went down, and then who's your uh, Psyduck went down? No, Psyduck came in and water gun fucking Graveler, and that was it. Psyduck did go down pretty quickly after that. Yeah, yeah. But then Silver. Staravia. Staravia Ooh. came in and swept my team, the entire team. Yeah, it was Budu, 
one hit. But who went down in one hit? Oh, Kadab- you swap Kadabra, but even Kadabra was a one hit from Wing Attack. Yeah, I thought Kadabra could maybe get off a of confusion. Yeah. But you one hitted it. Yeah. Machop, one hit. It's just the wings were flying. And then. Uh, Cricketot. Cricketot, obviously, oh, one hit. A feast Which for Scarabia. With Piplup, the level 15, and <laughs> one hit it. So you, you swept me and you destroyed me. And Silver, the Pokemon, killed me. And this is going to be trouble. And I. Brevander knew that was an exquisite let's, bird. Let's get into the battle, too. I have, I've got a prediction for how it's going to go. Me, too. See, see you in, a, in about two minutes, bug catchers. <laughs> Joshua, you, spicy, little spicy. You made slightly less quick work of me there. You were about to sweep me again, and then and then you decided to make things a little more interesting. I said, "Wait, I did something wrong. I have a strategy that I didn't employ deploy here, right. but I think I could deploy it effectively if you're willing to forfeit this battle and start over again." And you said, "Sure, why not?" Yeah. So we we restarted the battle before the second battle before we could get to the end. And I did have a little bit of a spicy strategy, didn't I? Yeah, it was pretty spicy. Which was keeping my Graveler alive. Yeah, because that's the tank. We got down to our final Pokemon. It was, you had two Pokemon left. I had two Pokemon left. My Psyduck wasn't able to get the one hit on Graveler because you just swapped it out. Yeah. I did anticipate that and I got a confu- I banked confusion against Badoo oh, instead. Buddy. Yeah. But then Mega Drain made work of that. So I whittled you down. Yeah. To two Pokemon, and I had two Pokemon. Mine were a little worse for the wear, but you brought in Staravia. I was like, I'm going to have to just wing attack this thing, and that's not really going to work. And you had like 12% left. You got a big hit off, but I still had just a tiny sliver of health. And with that sliver of health, I did my devastating blow, which is self-destruct. Yeah, and I did not know that Graveler got self-destruct this early on. Yep. So... I blew up your Staravia, yeah. and then it was down to... Pile of feathers. Um, uh, not sexy, low punny. Then I only had Buneary left, Lola Bunny. And I only had Budu, who was only at like a fifth of health. Yeah, so I just did Frustration and Buneary's quite fast, as you might imagine. Hell of a match. Could have been closer, but uh, man, that Staravia, I'm going to I'm gonna have to plan accordingly for that thing. I'm starting to think of it. zero... This that can deal with flying right now. Staravia is pretty good. Yeah, I yeah, you've got a severe weakness to flying. Yeah, right now, and I have to deal with that in the coming episodes. I hope there's some talent on the upcoming routes. Maybe get but, some new friends, uh, some new buddies who aren't quite as susceptible to flying. All my friends are afraid of birds. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. And I don't know why. It's a weird thing for a person to have so many friends who are afraid of birds, but I do. Steve Human does. Yeah, Joshua, that's the battles you won. Brevander. She's good at what she does. She knows how to raise them. Yeah. Raise them and knock them down. Poix nil to Steve Human. What's that? What is this, Fraser? Is that French? I think it's French. <laughs> it's something they say at uh, Eurovision a lot. Okay. That's it. We are on to next episode. We are on to next leg of the journey. I don't r- know what gym we're headed towards next, but I'm sure it's going to be exciting, and I'm sure you know. Yes, we are heading to Heart Home City, and we will be facing off against Fantina. And that is Ghost Type, which is interesting. Hmm. And this is, oh, and by the way, this is a difference with Platinum versus Diamond and Pearl. In Diamond and Pearl, you will be facing Crasher Wake, who is Water Type. Sounds like a hacker name. So we will be talking about Fantina and Hartholm. Looking forward to it, Joshua. Thank you for joining me, Joshua. Thank you for joining me, Bug Catchers. This has been Experience Share, a Pokemon podcast starring me, Stanky. And again, don't love the nickname. <laughs> it's your own fault. AKA Tanner Greening. And you I You come up with the nickname, so. As always, by my co-host, Fielos, AKA Joshua Fielstad. Yes. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. I know I say that every week, and I know I say this every week, but it really is incredibly important that you do that. It's like the only metric by which our podcast's success is measured. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at expsharepod as well. Speaking of Twitter and Instagram, please do tweet and Instagram about the show, and if you do so in an organic way... I will name one of Steve Human's Pokemon after you. Or I might. There's a lot of demand and uh, very few Pokemon. A lot of demand. 
your the criteria is somewhat arbitrary, but also maybe based on the Pokemon and the vibe. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. And going forward, they will be named after bug catchers. They will be named after bug catchers. I will reach out and ask you what your last name is because I have to. It's a naming convention I've stuck with. It's all last names. I can also just like you can just tell me a name. You can be like, my last name is like Weed Lord, and I'll name my Pokemon Mister Weed Lord. Oh, you know. I feel like you're really opening a can of worms there. Wormadams there. Yeah. And speaking of bug catchers, check out the subreddit reddit.com slash r slash bug catchers. We post show notes there. We hang out. I think almost 500 or maybe 500 members now. Wow. Bustling. That's almost the Donald level levels. Yeah. Uh, a lot of tricky politics discussed this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stay safe out there. Stay safe out there. It is the night before inauguration. Jesus. Hopefully everything goes smoothly. And by the time you're hearing this, we're living in a utopian society where everything is fine. And we're still a democracy. Yeah. Uh, please. That's it. We're working on merch. We'll get it up as soon as it's ready. Yes, we will announce that in the coming weeks. That's it, Joshua. That's it. Goodbye. All right. I'll, well, I'll smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>